If you want to support our podcast financially, please visit patreon.com slash IIMBSB. Also, email us with questions or ideas at ifimaypodcast at gmail.com. Okay, you sickos, this is the finale, and it's a kind of dramatic and tense one. We look at what's not working between us and explore ideas on how we might find each other when we're not feeling like we're in connection. Welcome to If I May Be So Bold, a podcast about relationships. I'm Dan Epstein, recording artist, Enneagram 4, and ADHDJ. I'm Justin Waring Crane. Model, actress, singer, dancer, mathematician. Because your your tone is clearly like, I can make it work. I can make it but work. But then I ask you, but uh, but I'm asking if you want to adjust it, and you're like, no, it's actually good. No, because here's what I'm saying. It's nothing you do. Whether it's louder or quieter isn't going to make a difference. What's weird is like, I'm just not right. used to hearing my, my voice through the headphones. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take a headphone off. It's painful trying to come out of hiding. Say more. Um, well, I'm in step one of ACA. Which is? Step work. Adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families. And step one says? Step one is came to admit that your life is unmanageable. That your life is unmanageable. The way I'm making sense of it is that I am looking at all the ways, all of my like coping mechanisms, basically. So you admitted your life is unmanageable. Oh, I'm in the process. So like from talking to other people in the program, it sounds like what it tends to be is like there's the actual workbook doing the steps, like answering these questions or prompts. And then there's feeling the steps in your life, which is kind of like a longer term thing. Um, and so what I'm noticing is that I'm noticing all the ways in which I've gotten through the day for my whole life. Like what? Like with, well, one is like creating the sense of orientate, orienting myself of like, okay, what do I have to feel okay about? Like, what can I strive for? What kind of like, what do I have to hang my hat on? You know, very external. Mm, Like what would be an example of, of that? Um, well, it's taken different forms. Like the most stable I've probably ever felt was when I was in grad school because I was like, I'm on my way to be an opera singer and I'm taking all the courses and I'm auditioning. And, you know, like it was sort of laid out for me. Yeah. And I could relax into the sense of I was heading somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, then when I started working, like hustling as an actor... That it's like you have to create it for yourself, but it was like a hustle, right? And so like I would feel buoyed by like getting an audition or like booking a part or something. And then when I chose to give that up, I became more depressed in some ways, um, especially when I didn't have like a collaboration where I was meeting with someone every week, where it's all up to me to like be with myself. And that's like also in this program, what I'm feeling is the sense of like when it's quiet and when there's not distraction i how how desperately i'll seek distraction through texting or yeah entertainment and you know there's a lot of language and literature that's kind of saying for people in the program it's common to feel like a sense of emptiness or like unworthiness or worthlessness when it's just you and you go to great lengths to avoid that 
uh, one thing you do is put others before yourself because that's like feels more real. And that's kind of what I'm seeing is like, there's this great YouTube that I'll send you of Tony A, who's like the kind of the godfather of ACA. And he's talking about how one of the steps, he his steps, he adapted the steps, which basically the main ACA steps are pretty much the same as the AA step. But in he created his own, which are kind of like unofficial, but like, they're amazing. So there's the ACA steps and then there's Tony A's ACA steps? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of confusing. Yeah. And I'm doing Tony A's steps. Okay. They're more centered around like compassion and they're like, yeah, less directly taken from the AA steps. Okay. Anyways, so he talks about how one of the steps in AA is like through this step, you were returned to his, to sanity. You returned mm-hmm. to a sense of sanity. And he's, he would, he's really cool. He talks about like AA is like the father. Al-Anon is like the mother, like the Mm -hmm. para-alcoholic, the one who's like in relationship with the alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. And ACA is like the children. Yeah. But like, if you've never known sanity, you can't be returned to a sense of sanity. Right. So the ACAs are born into dysfunction, um, which, you know, I think about as like, you were around parents who you know, may or may not have been attentive. In my case, they were, but they were in their own coping and dysfunction and internal chaos. And so I'm seeing, you know, my parents were using distraction and productivity or like hanging their hats on these things. So that's all I know. So it makes, so my life feels really chaotic right now. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm kind of searching for like how to be basically Mm -hmm. um, with, and who am I without those like seeking those um distractions or validations that's a scary place to be yeah and it's making me look at our relationship as more codependent i think than i was looking at it before say more about that well because of course i use you to have mirroring external stuff i'm finding myself so often like telling you about things you do it too that like you don't necessarily need to know and I, and the other part of it is like, I, this realization I've had is like, I kind of don't feel real mm. inside, you know, or that that's something I really have to work towards to feel a connection to like a real internal self, because it makes sense if you don't have a strong sense of like, Ooh, I'm, there's a, someone in there that I'm spending time with. And of course you're going to, you're going to like try and get it out, outside, try and, who are you? You know, like, mm-hmm. do you see me? Do you see me? So it's a lot of that. It's like that Dr. Becky thing. It's like mm-hmm. how, how parents, even if their children's emotions are so outsized or like they don't kind of logically make sense, like you, you want to make them feel real by, by acknowledging them and showing them that those are worthy of being heard or acknowledged. Yeah. Seen. Even if you don't understand it. I think that's like such an adult and such a... male and also probably like Western response is like, well, sure. Like, like feelings are fine, but this one doesn't make any sense. You know, (laughs) like, it's like, well, I just, it's, I want to be there, but like, I just don't understand why it's feeling. It's like, okay, well, acceptance doesn't hinge on understanding. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and accept it. Even if you don't understand it. And then you're going to be able to, connect it's like do you want to connect or do you want to do you want to analyze what your kid is feeling or instruct or instruct about like how they should feel oh it made me it made me like so sad thinking about 
what you said to me last night about like when you're affectionate with me and I've been like starving for that, then I'll like be like, like be like, mm, like really like be like vocal about how yeah. it feels good. Cause I'm like wanting you to like do more of that. So yeah, to exp- just to we'll back up for a show second. what we're talking about a little more. I was talking about how we have an anxious avoidant dynamic where I'm less available for affection and connection than Justin. She's shoulders more of the like responsibility of getting that to happen. And I was saying that there's times where I am affectionate and that I feel like Justin you respond where I feel like I'm being instructed, where you're like responding more than I expect. And I'm interpreting that as like more than like you're showing, you're trying to tell me something. Yeah. My response gets disproportionate to what you're doing. God, it's really embarrassing to talk about this, but (laughs) I'm proud of you. Um, because it's like, I want you to like get that positive like feedback that it's like, right. and it's like, maybe if he doesn't get positive feedback, he's not going to do it anymore. So it's like, which is actually kind of based. the opposite of what I experienced. Yeah. Yeah. So just one of many examples of in my life, how by trying to get someone to do something that I want, I create the opposite effect. What's another well, I mean, chasing unavailable people and being like, if I just like show them like how amazing I am and like, f- mm. like force them to see it, then they're going to see it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shove their face in it. Yeah. It just, it's, it's, I can have compassion for that. It's like, it's coming from a place of like wanting love <laughs> and wanting to connect. Um, but it's still like painful to look at, but it's ultimately coming also from a sense of fear that without control, you won't have it. Yeah, that's right. But I have to do something to Mm -hmm. create this outcome that I want, which I also have with other things. Yeah. It's just, I hate like, I hate falling into an anxious avoidant dynamic. Well, one, because it's painful and because of the history that I have with that kind of relationship. And two, it feels so annoying to know that, oh, if I just played the game a little bit and was like, okay, like I'm not interested in you or like, or if I like, yeah, was more standoffish towards you, then you would be like, wait, what's going on? And then you would come towards me and I'm like, I don't want that to be how it works. I feel like you're drawing a false thread or parallel or something because, well, the way I'm understanding is like, it kind of can't be both. Like, is it you're instructing me or is it you're not playing the game? You know what I mean? Like, because if you're instructing me, then it's not just you having, being with your own experience because you're actually, it's control mechanism. Okay. So the instructing Mm -hmm. is when I'm feeling anxious. Right. Right. And then the withdrawal is when I say, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to try to control this person Mm -hmm. and I'm not getting what I want. So I'm going to take a step back. Mm Mm-hmm. So both of those things are kind of unhealthy, but Mm. it's just annoying that one of those unhealthy things, the withdrawal, ends up getting me the outcome that I want. And it's like, oh, it was so easy. All I had to do was ignore him for two seconds. And then he was like coming back, you know, now engaging with me and wanting affection and, and these things. Does that make sense? I think so, but I feel like there's like the ultimately where we want to go, it seems, is like just where we're not acting out of fear, right? 
Yeah, of course. That's where that's where we want to go. I guess I just get stuck in thinking like, like I do want affection. So why shouldn't I have that? You know, right. and we both deserve that. So then if I'm not getting my needs met. Yeah. I have certain ways of trying to get those needs met. and <laughs> But you could tell me yeah. the experience you're having, which would be another way. Yeah. And I do. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. So and that's and it's I usually think, helpful, right? Yes, it is. But I mean, that's that is something I also do when you like give me a massage or you're being affectionate in a way that I really like. I'm like, I really love this. Like I'll I won't even be like telling you to do it, but I'm just, but I will. But it's like, so what's the problem if, if me instructing you is, is, is a way of saying, this is something that I really want. If you want to, if you're invested in this relationship, Mm -hmm. you're going to be obsessed with learning how to love me and vice versa. So it's like, I'm going to help you by telling you when you do something I really like, Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. please do that more mm-hmm. so what's the what's the issue with that kind of instruction like what you're describing is not something that i feel like i have an issue with but it is on the bigger picture it's like the reality of where i am with my own healing right now is that i'm in fear a lot more than i would like to be myself yeah <laughs> I think what we're experiencing right now is you, your journey that you're on Mm -hmm. as healthy as it is, is triggering to me in certain ways because you're getting activated more. You're, you're sort of vulnerable right now Mm -hmm. and you're kind of not able to be like very present with me at times. Mm -hmm. You're also kind of like down in the dumps and like very Mm -hmm. serious a lot of the times, which is just like the nature of being in recovery and being mm-hmm. in 12 steps. So I know it's for the greater good. And at the same time, probably my inner child is like, this is scary and we don't like this. And yeah. this is threatening to the connection. It's a real obstacle. I mean, I, I'm also struggling with in the, within the relationship of that because I feel guilt and I feel like you know, the nature of starting 12 step is you like kind of allow yourself to fall apart. Right. So, and I'm aware of how I learned to mask in this way of like, even in the times I've been struggling, I've always done things or like talked about my life in a way so as to appear like I'm on a good path. When I was going through my last breakup and like figuring out who I was, I like started to develop this new identity as like a therapy person and having wisdom and that felt good. And so I kind of hung my hat on that, like Mm -hmm. supporting people and like wanting to talk to other people who are struggling and like share wisdom. Um, And I learned that from my parents who, you know, I feel always aren't super comfortable being like things aren't going well. (laughs) You know, I don't really see them do that. Um, My mom a little more recently. Um, But that's really uncomfortable because that's what also what I learned. And part of like the program is you kind of come to accept and learn that you have become your parents and like bottom, you, you hit a bottom and then you kind of surrender to a new path. So that's going to be scary to do that within a relationship. Yeah. And I do feel this pressure to like show you like, I'm going to be okay, you know, (laughs) and like, I'm still me and Mm. yeah, to Mm -hmm. like 
And for me to like own what's really going on with me is scary. Mm -hmm. And so I'm finding myself at times like it's really nice to be in relationship with you and like to be able to like co-regulate and like receive nurturing and like affection Mm -hmm. and to give too. But what I'm finding that isn't good is I'm still like using control in these ways when we're together and I don't feel connected. I'm like catastrophizing. Mm-hmm. so it's like i'm like it's like i'm checking and that's really familiar behavior i'm checking like are we okay like are we gonna be okay are we okay and mm-hmm. like that's control i'm like i'm like i don't have control over that process really like the process is going to unfold yeah i think that's that's how our codependence looks is like we're both sort of like are we okay are we okay like mm-hmm. to each other mm-hmm. like <laughs> mm-hmm. and then it's like it's kind of like hall of mirrors. It's like, there's no real like individuals. Like I'm like, I'm going to be okay. And I'm doing my thing and I'm going about my day. It's like, it's like looking to each other to be like, am I okay? And if both people are doing that, there's like no like Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. there. I was talking to someone about how, when we have, when we record the podcast, it's like, feels really good. Because we're like talking about really what's happening and like naming all these things, but we're not doing that as much outside of the show. Yeah. Why is that? It's just because it's hard to talk about. Um, we haven't spent as much time together. Oh this yeah. Week. Okay. Well, one this week has been weird because Dan was gone all weekend, and then came back on Sunday. We immediately go into the week like not having had our usual like connecting time over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Then we go through the week, you know, there's not much connection to be had like (laughs) during the week, um, which I want to talk about. Um, And we watched Black Swan. Okay. It didn't, (laughs) didn't get us to a more connected place. I felt pretty dizzy and scared. And (laughs) um, yeah, I got, kind of overstimulated. Anyway, something I want to talk to you about. And I also want to, if anyone has any ideas, is anyone out there um, has ideas about a weekly ritual? If there's anyone out there who is in a relationship that has a weekly ritual with their partner that they love, because we were doing date nights for a while. And I don't think that really worked for us, like, because we've kind of fallen off. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe that just ritual wasn't the right one for us. So I want to figure out what a a weekly ritual can be Mm -hmm. where that's also time where we're like checking in about the relationship or like Mm -hmm. what we each did to support Mm -hmm. the other person. Yeah. Over the course of the week. Sounds good. Yeah. What's coming to mind for me is it's going to be more of an act of faith to go through this process, you know, for both of us. Yeah. Where it's like, I need you to not do things to manage me and I need to not manage you. Yeah. And like, just be real about what's, how, are you actually okay with what's going on right now? That's rhetorical. Don't answer Yeah. Are you taking care of yourself? Like, are you noticing that I'm being like using you in some way, you know, like Mm -hmm. helping that Mm -hmm. process of being courageous enough to like really say what's going on Mm -hmm. is going to help our relationship. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like I don't really have the language (laughs) to describe what's going on right now, but rare for you. That's rare, I guess. Well, I've noticed that I don't know. There's something that happens where like (laughs) externalizing my inner experience is just seems like 
so impossible. Like feeling I go about my day, I have all these amazing thoughts and like ideas and emotional experiences (laughs) and physical experiences. And then I mean, now I'm realizing Glennon Doyle talked about this in one of her books about You know, she'd have this whole long ass day with like three little infants clinging to her. And then her husband would get home from work and be like, how's your day? And she's like in her mind thinking like I was bored a thousand times. I was I cried like I like laughed at something the kid did like I was thrown up on like many times, you know, and it's like, how do you even begin to like Hmm. walk someone through your internal experience and you end up just kind of falling back or I end up kind of falling back on like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> like, or, yeah, things are fine. Uh, things are up and down. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I wish there was a way and I'm getting kind of like lost in my own divergent thinking right now, but there was a time when I was doing a writing exercise when I was doing the grind you you write something every day and like send it to a group of people mm-hmm. for like accountability. And I realized during that month where I was doing that every day, it became so much easier for me to communicate verbally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just, I have some insecurity around mm-hmm. how difficult it is for me to mm-hmm. express things verbally. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm just needing to be okay with, I don't really know what's happening right now. Like if someone, someone were to ask me like, how are things with you and Dan? I would probably be like, they're fine. Like he's doing this program. I'm kind of trying to be there for him. It's sort of up and down. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's hard to, to articulate. You really want security in life. It's very natural to want that. And like to be able to be like, our relationship is so great because this, this, and this, and it will stand the test of time because of this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, there's an easy, um, impulse to like, what's the word bypass, like what it takes, what it takes to have a good relationship to have to like deepen, you know, mm-hmm. like we're, this is a real, this is a bigger one, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, you know, a lot of my work is around letting go of like needing external validation and uh so like i'm resetting in these ways that like i would make only make sense like whoever my partner would be that would be like a scary thing and and a challenge a challenging thing to like change patterns yeah do you feel like you can't ask for anything from me right now good question well yeah because <laughs> Like I'm thinking back to when I first started going to ACA and how you felt a sense of relief that I was like really going to address <laughs> yeah. these things. And so we're in a different yeah. place now. In a deep way, I still do. Because if you were to stop, I'd be like, oh no. <laughs> you know? But the reality of it is, is challenging and you are needing to... <sighs> In order to be able to be in a relationship, you're you're sort of having to take a step back from our relationship right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's like for the greater good and for like the ability for us to have a actually like emotionally mature mature relationship in the future. But it's still like, you know, hard to feel like to feel lonely and feel like there's kind of nothing to be 
done about it. At least I can't go to you to say like, I'm lonely, like let's connect. I mean, the way I've been approaching it this weekend is like, wow, like we had a a last weekend, we didn't connect this week. We didn't connect. We're going into a weekend with that. There's a lot of stuff happening. And so to you, I was like, we need a, like a connection plan for this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, which we did make because we're going to Lee Spa. So you can't (laughs) come to me though to, to ask well, it's like, I don't want to, it's already like, okay, I'm kind of getting, when it comes to like affection, I'm not feeling really pursued or desired. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's like a pretty big gap. So to then be like, to me, that's like, yeah, it feels like this, like. Right. Well, we're talking about you getting your needs met, right? Right. So like in our first ever couples therapy session, like we explored the, the this, we did a role play of like, I'm really needing reassurance or I'm really needing this. And like the reality that sometimes I'll say yes, if I can. And sometimes if I can't, the healthy thing is for me to say no. Yeah. So I like, think it's, yeah, it's like not wanting to risk that. Yeah. That rejection, you know? So maybe I just won't ask because I'm having a feeling like, it's going to be a no, <laughs> you know? But you don't know that. Yeah. But I think that's the place I find myself in. Right. And I feel that from you. Like, I feel this, like, real Enneagram 9 <laughs> stuff coming up of, like, wanting to just be this, like, benevolent, peaceful, balanced self. And that's not actually necessarily what I want or, like, what's going to be best for us, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds really lonely, like feeling like you can't ask. Because mm-hmm. I think we have this pattern where I shut down and then we kind of like just get really disconnected. Yeah. Right. So we're working on how we can still find each other. Yeah. In moments mm-hmm. where it's like things aren't naturally flowing. This is real movie yeah. two shit. I know. Yeah. Because when you shut down, I don't want to come looking for you. Because it doesn't feel safe. It is, yeah. Because yeah. like, I've kind of been in that before and it was too degrading. With someone else. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's like that's going to be, I think, a difficult pattern to break. But it's like I do come to you and I do say things like, you know, I need yeah. a hug or like. Yeah. <laughs> I think what we could practice is just naming some of that stuff, even if it's not like we're feeling connected, just naming, like I'm thinking like I could name, it's really painful to feel like I can't connect to you right now. Yeah. We don't really, we haven't really tried that. That's a good idea. Something that to me means that sort of embodies this is that I haven't, I've been sleeping in your bed Mm -hmm. pretty much every night, Mm -hmm. like more than I ever have since we've been living together. We're Mm -hmm. coming up on a year of living together. Um, And I think it's like, that's a way of like, well, we haven't connected and, but maybe, you know, (laughs) it's like this last ditch thing at the end of the day, like maybe we will connect somehow if like we're sleeping in the same bed. Yeah. Um, I feel sad to have you say it that way. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was wondering like why it like, yeah, I haven't been wanting to sleep in my own bed. And it's like, I think sometimes it's cause I genuinely want to be together, but other times it's cause I'm like afraid of what happens if I, if I don't like, mm-hmm. if I don't decide to sleep in your room, it's like maybe like think we're going to get further apart. Thanks for telling me that. But well, you did sleep in your bed one night this week. Oh yeah. And what happened? 
Um, <laughs> what do you mean? How was it? <laughs> it was just, it was just a hard night for me sleep wise. Oh, that was the night it was a hard night? Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like awake for a few hours at night, just like listening but to like audio Was that the time books. where I came in in the morning is that was a different night? No, that was a different so night. So you slept in your bed twice. Yeah, I must have. But you, oh yeah, you came and joined me one night, which. Morning. Morning. Yeah. But it was early morning. Hmm? Yeah. God, this no is argument here. So boring. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna go to couples therapy. This is a great. This is a. God, this is a hell of a finale. So fucking boring. No, I don't actually don't think it is. <laughs> There's just been long pauses, but I'll edit them out. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. So cliffhanger. Are we gonna stay together or not? <laughs> Tune in to season four. Find out. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> but we're going to go see Amana, um, our couples, one of our couples therapists. <laughs> we have three. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, famously, we love Christian Amana because they really emphasize how in order to go on the journey of love, like you go through some really tough shit internally and externally. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel after talking like this? There's some relief. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> well, it's like, it always happens this way where I feel don't want to talk about the thing and then talk about the thing and like mm. wow i feel so much better it's like you resent that it's like well where why am i not learning you know yeah to, same no I'm i like, i'm like am i not growing or learning <laughs> at all even though i know that's not true right. but but it's like sometimes yeah. I'm like, well, what what are we going to talk about? Like, I don't know what I'm feeling like it, and I don't know what's going on. So right. what are we, how, what are we even going to have a talk about? And sometimes that's we, that's enough. Fast. You know, it's like yeah. to just be like, hey, like, <laughs> can we check in? Because like, yeah, I don't know what's. I know. And I think on. that's like, the, that's one thing we can really address is like you are looking at me and I'm going through this thing. And so you're feeling like you need to like just wait it out or something. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a big part of it where I'm like, okay, like, so, and that's kind of the shutdown that I experience of like, okay, Justin, like you can do this, like just be that like stable, Mm -hmm. like, like you said, like benevolent force Mm -hmm. because he needs to do this program and you need to like, you know, be okay with it. And, um, and, but then uh, the other part of me is panicking, like, well, how long is this going to take? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. okay, like how long am I going to be, right. you know, waiting for him to have this like, you know, transformation or like healing experience? Mm-hmm. Am I kind of like just chopped liver, <laughs> like in the meantime, mm. you know? Yeah. That's yeah. scary to look yeah. at it that way. <laughs> kind of d- dismal. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, it's really fortunate that given that like I'm really just starting this period of recovery and like process of recovery that like we still do have periods of like really finding flow and connection with each other. Yeah. We had one on my birthday recently. Yeah. Well, that's, that's also what I, what stops me from bringing Mm -hmm. it up is because I'm like ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. just happen. Mm -hmm. You don't need to force yourself out of it 
because it's just always changing. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, I don't even know if there's a need to talk about this stuff. Right. Um, And sometimes like, there's really not, it's just enough to be like, Hey, like, and and we have this thing that we do early. We're like, you know, I, I hope that we connect soon, (laughs) you know, that we're both just saying Mm -hmm. like, we're not really connecting. And then we'll say like, we're going to connect, you know? And it's just kind of this like vote of confidence, like in the relationship and like in our love that, yeah, like it's, we're going to come back into flow. And like, there's not always something that we need to do to, to get back there. Yeah. And it's really confusing for me because my child selves are like coming out, you know, and they mean they've been out, but like I've been masking some of them. So it's like, I'm noticing the, what I know, like conditional love, like keeping at a distance, hiding shame behavior. And I'm noting myself, noticing myself bailing on you in real time. And so that I'm scared of that. Yeah. That um, so like I just disconnect from like my adult self or I, I, I'm not able to access my adult self in those moments. So yeah, I'm still figuring out how to, how I navigate that, you know? So it's cause I don't want to disrupt you more than I need to, mm-hmm. but then I also don't want to pretend what's happening for me is not happening. Yeah. I think we just have to talk about it. And the, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. And the <laughs> other thing is well, going back to the thing of you instructing me with like affection stuff, mm-hmm. like the reality is like, it's just, I'm being triggered because it's like, reminds me of a dynamic with my mom where I feel like she's always available um, for connection in a way that I feel like a burden. You know, I feel like this pressure, like it's all on me to make sure like whether or not we have like a good relationship. Right. It's like, I'm know? here whenever, yeah, you know, that, you decide. That to, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's what happens if I'm feeling like far from you, it's like, well, I need to be extra. What available. if you were angry to, at me about it? <laughs> I'm see, I'm laughing. And la- whenever I get angry, yeah. I laugh. <laughs> cool. Well, um, you get really angry at my jokes then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought I was amused this whole time for three years. I, I guess I'm pissed. not funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a whole different episode. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that, okay. I feel able to be angry with you. When we are more connected, because that's the safety. Makes sense. I need to feel, to be able to feel like I can be angry. Yeah. It's, I think going to be some varsity level shit when I can be angry at Mm -hmm. you when things are not going well. That's what I'm talking about. I feel like that (laughs) is like a a really good image or like thing to like pinpoint. That's my growth edge. We can do that. It's just not, it's not like where we're starting for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Why is it's just so hard to access anger. Um, that's going to be a lifelong thing for me. Because, you know, well, one, with religion, so people who grew up in strict religious backgrounds, anger is the hardest emotion for them to, for us to express. access, feel, and mm-hmm. express. Yeah. So that Plus the layer of when my mom would get angry, it was like the scariest thing in the world. Totally, Because it was not just like, oh, I'm so mad and I love you so much, but I'm so mad and I need to like, you know, express this anger and like do what yeah. I need to do to like process it. And like, oh, that my anger is... She was also keeping it down. 
Yeah. And, and then, then it would explode in these very like out of control, you know, eruptions. Right. And that might be why I'm getting <laughs> nauseous all the time is maybe that's like the, the anger that's being mm-hmm. pushed down yeah. without me knowing it is manifesting as like yeah. this nausea that I'm feeling. I feel like that's, I just made that connection. Uh Oh, um, I love seeing <laughs> you like get into your flow, like, and like, real expressive creatively emotional self which is is that happening right now (laughs) thanks babe but i have the same thing my mom same would keep it down and then like she would get really angry once in a while let me ask you this does she remember those times well there is one that's like one of the most memorable because it's kind of the only time it happened as an adult where i was in grad school and we had this fight where and it came so out of nowhere where i was like kind of like standing up to her in some way where I felt like there was a dynamic happening where that was codependent. I wouldn't have been able to name it at the time at like 21 or whatever. Um, but I was kind of trying to point it out and then she like flipped out and I wasn't do not, I, to be fair, I wasn't doing it in like a necessarily like adult way, but I was just yeah. kind of like, I don't know, like I'm not going to give you what you want on this one. And she doesn't remember. Yeah. And it's and- painful for me that she doesn't remember because yeah. it's like, why doesn't she remember? That's like very notable yeah. that that happened. Well, I think that speaks to how right. out of control that anger was. Mm-hmm. And the same with the instance I'm thinking of with my mom, mm-hmm. she does not remember. So it's like they actually like were not there for that because they were so just like red zone, like right. seeing red, you know? Totally. <sighs> yeah. That is a trip. So we're going to take a long break from the season? I don't want to start putting out more episodes till I feel like till I feel like we're we're ready and also till people are literally begging me on hands and knees. <laughs> when are you going to put another episode? Yeah, so I don't know how long this break is going to be. I feel proud of season 3 yeah, and um, I feel like it's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. It's only going to get better. It was a great season. It was. I mean, it was. Like so many just, yeah, really good experiences. Yeah. I had so much more fun Mm -hmm. with this season. And that's like all the work I'm doing to figure out my next career move. It's all about, it's all about fun Mm -hmm. and how that's going to be like what I build my empire on. Um, So that's exciting. Stay tuned for that. Okay. I love you. Okay. I love you. And we love you, listeners. XOXO. And that's our show. Thanks for joining us. Our music is by Nightlight. We self produce this podcast, so please subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps. <laughs>